Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. All right, good evening. So, somebody's already asked if I was the teacher tonight because I had the board, and I told them I was the substitute teacher. But it's not a day you get to miss just because the sub's here. But anyway, um, you got blank sheets instead of notes tonight, so I thought this would be a good way for me to kind of fill it out with you guys. So if you don't have a sheet, grab a sheet, and um, we'll fill it out together. All right? So I'm going to tell you all a little story. About two and a half weeks ago, I was at home doing some some reading and spending time with the Lord, and it was pretty great. And I just had this feeling, this really strong thought come through. I was like, man. And I wrote it down because it was really strong, and I was like, either this is just me imagining things, and or it's going to be, or it's true, or it's, or it's something, right? So I was like, I'm going to write it down. That way I know the difference, so I know what happens. But anyway, I shared this with Haley, uh, I guess it was a couple days ago. But I wrote uh, on there, I wrote the date, which I think was 9-28, so like two, two and a half weeks ago. And I wrote on there first one because I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, like, you're going to teach this message at your church. And that was like two and a half weeks ago. And me and John, like, we haven't had any conversations about me doing this. And I thought maybe eventually this might happen. It could be five years down the road. It could be never. You know what I mean? But... um, I thought that was really awesome because I didn't think about that at first. And then I go back and I start looking and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wrote something. I wrote, so I go and I look and I'm like, I wrote this down, you know, two weeks, two and a half weeks ago. And um, it would have been really cool. I was saying it would have been really cool if I actually was going to be teaching that exact message, but I'm not. <laughs> But I still think it's pretty awesome because I feel like the Holy Spirit was kind of preparing my heart. And, um, you know, I I do want to teach. It's in my heart to teach. It wasn't always in there, but uh, spending time with God, it's just like something that's grown in there. And I love sharing His Word and sharing, uh, you know, how He's changed my life and learning and reading and spending time with Him and all that stuff. But um, it is, it's pretty awesome. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to be here and sharing with you guys. I hope we all get something out of it tonight. Um, all these markers seem like they've been pressed on really, really hard. Maybe I'm hitting a button on it. All right. So we're going to jump into... Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Appreciate that. So we're going to start off in John chapter 6. I don't think I... Did I introduce myself? Does anyone know who I am, by the way? Perfect. No, I'm just kidding. 
My name is Eric Ziegler. I've been going here for about six years, but pretty consistently the past three years. So um, this is Haley over here. This is my wife. And she said she is nervous and ready to run out the door in case I say something crazy. So just so y'all know that. All right. <clears throat> Let's say a little prayer here. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to come before you today and to seek you and your word. We just ask that the Holy Spirit fill this place and for our ears and our eyes and our hearts to be open to receive, Lord God. And we just thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to look uh, at John 6, and we're going to look at verse 63. So what I did here... When I jumped into this, um, and this kind of came the topic of what we're going to look at tonight, you know, I'm thinking, God, you know, show me what it is you want me to teach on tonight. And this verse kept highlighting to me. I actually tried to go away from it several times, and it just it kept pulling me back in. And so that's that's why we're here. That's where we're at. And so I just really want to dig deeper into this. And what ended up happening when I dug deeper into this verse, it was a digger. It was a deeper dive into the Word of God, okay? And so I've got uh, Amplified and I've got King James. I'm going to read some of it from both because it kind of resonates a little different with each one. But um, John 6, 63, it says, "In It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. That's the King James over here in the Amplified. It says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh conveys no benefit. It is of no account. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life, providing eternal life. And so this is Jesus. He's got through kind of giving a revelation about him being the, you know, drink of my blood and eat of my flesh. And it was really a, it was a, I don't know, it was really hard for these people that were hearing this to receive this. And and so he's going in there and he's kind of telling them, hey, this word that I'm giving you, and he's elaborating on it. But we're going to focus on this verse and we're going to kind of use it as we break it down to look at other areas in the Bible. And I know some of this will probably be a recap for a lot of you guys, um, but let's hope the Holy Spirit is working and uh, we'll get something new out of this. That's good. All right, so on your pieces of paper, let's look at this. Let's look at this uh, verse. It is the spirit that quickeneth. So we're going to look at this spirit here first. And the spirit that's being talked about in this verse is the Holy Spirit. You guys agree with that? The Holy Spirit that quickeneth. And so Jesus is talking, he's, he's, he's speaking the word, he's giving revelation, he's saying all this stuff about him being the Messiah, and, and if you come to me, you drink of my blood, if you eat of my flesh, you know, you'll have eternal life, and it is the spirit that quickeneth. So I go from there, and I look at the spirit that quickeneth, and this is me just studying this out, and I want you guys to kind of go on this with me. Uh, the quickeneth part here. You know, in the King James, it says quickeneth. In the Amplified, it says um, gives life. And so quickeneth 
can be also give life. So does the spirit that gives life and take that which was dead and causes it to live, right? And so if we look, if we put that down, we're going to put quickeneth. You guys can read that, right? Gives life. That's pretty handwriting right there. All right. And so I think this is pretty awesome. The Holy Spirit. So whenever I've been in the Word and I'm kind of coming up in this and I'm learning and I'm reading and I'm figuring this stuff out, coming from like a you know, new Christian, getting into the Word, figuring things out, I'm like, man, how's this Word coming alive? Like I didn't understand. You know, I'm getting in here and I'm, I'm saying things before I really realize that it's a real thing. I don't know if anybody, anybody in here have that happen. It's where you're in the Word, you're hearing the Word, it's coming alive to you. And you're, and you're saying, man, the word's alive. And you're, maybe you're sharing with somebody and they're like, what, what? The word's alive? And you get in here and you see a verse like this. You start breaking it down. It's the spirit that quickeneth. It's the spirit that gives life. And so in that verse there, what is the spirit? What are they referencing? What's the spirit giving life to? The next part of it says the flesh profiteth nothing. And that's not what it is. It's the words. In that verse, the spirit gives life to the words, right? You guys all agree with that? Awesome. I'm on track. I like that. And so the words, and we'll just put words up here. How about that? So the Spirit gives life to words. And so that kind of kept me on a trail. I want to know more about that. And I'm like, okay, what is these? what are the words? What does that mean? Is there something else there? And of course, as I'm reading this, as I'm studying out, you know, the Holy Spirit's kind of prompting me, like, go deeper. Don't, don't be satisfied with, with this. Because a lot of times, I've probably read past this verse, and I know I have. I've read it, I understood it kind of at a surface level. And then as I kept digging into it, it got deeper, and it started revealing more and more to me. And I think that's what we call the word unfolding, you know, being unfolded to you. And so I start looking at the word here, and I look back into the Greek, because I read Greek. Did y'all know that? No? I don't really read Greek. I'm just kidding. But the, uh, look back into the Greek language. And the word in the Greek language is zoe. So, or no, not the word. The word, I'm sorry. I got off here. I got off my line. The word does not mean zoe, but the life. Sorry, at the end of that. The spirit and they are life. So, it says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. I got a little off my line, guys. Sorry about that. So the life, we're going to write that up there. It gives spirit and it gives life, okay? And so we're just breaking all this down. Spirit and life. And so whenever I break life down, when I went back and looked at that in the Greek, it was the word Zoe, okay? And I like that word. It was a pretty cool word. And it had a couple of lines over it. But it was Zoe life. And the, looking at that and breaking that open a lot more, it's the physical life. So the spirit gives life. And the life it gives, the life that's talking about the Zoe life, is both physical life and it's spiritual life eternal. Okay? So all this stuff is uh, it's starting, it's starting to come together, right? And so... I go through here a little bit more, and I want to look at 
in Genesis. And I, I've been in here, and I know we've kind of taught on this even in our midweek teaching. I've heard this, but in Genesis 1, uh, 1 through 3, I want to show you guys where the physical life, where it's spoken, the word is spoken, and the spirit actually brings physical life. Okay? All right, Genesis 1, I'm in the Amplified. It says, In the beginning God created by forming from nothing, so it was dead, right? From nothing, the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, or a waste and emptiness, a darkness was upon the face of the deep. And it says, The ocean covered the unformed earth. The Spirit of God, the Spirit here, right? The Spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And so the word, uh, let there be life, light, and it, the word brought life. It took what was formless, dead, and it brought life, right? So that's an example of the Holy Spirit with the word of God quickeneth, bringing life. So it brought Zoe life, okay? And so it goes all the way through Genesis, and it's creation, 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 physical life being physical life, physical life, and you get over to uh, Genesis 2, verse 7, to where he's creating man. And it says, Then the Lord formed, that has created the body of man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And so that's the Holy Spirit. He's breathing the Spirit into the very first man. And then, of course, sin happened, spiritually dead, needing a Savior, the Messiah, Christ, to be born again. Okay? And so... Let's flip back over to our verse that we're starting with in John 6.63. And it says, uh, so that, that was a good example of the physical life. It is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh and profited nothing, and the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And so it's just, it's a lot deeper. It, Jesus Christ, the words that he speaks that's recorded in here, whenever the Holy Spirit's in here and we're speaking those words or we're hearing those words, we're receiving those words, it's not just a word like a casual conversation about a football game or something else like that. It's not a, a head knowledge that we get of something. It's a life force. It's the Holy Spirit actually in that word giving life giving truth, but giving life. And that word went out and it created, okay? Created physical and it creates spiritual eternal. And so um, now we're going to look at the word words here. So back to that, the word. So I'll look up the word word here. And does anybody know? I'm sure somebody in here does. What does this word mean? What does this word come from? I think I heard it. It's, it's rhema. Rhema word. And so in the Greek, this word is rhema. So rhema word, if I'm looking at it, is a Holy Spirit field which quickeneth, gives life. And it don't just give life, just, just life, it gives Zoe life. Physical life, spiritual life, eternal. And so the word of God is a rhema word. 
And so whenever I, we're, we're receiving the Word of God, when we're hearing the Word of God being taught to us, whenever we're reading the Word of God, and that Word is quickened in us, it's, it's the Holy Spirit that quickens that Word in us, and it's a rhema word. So what was really exciting, whenever you read this, you're learning this stuff, and you're in the Bible, and, it, and it's coming alive, and it's quickening in you, it's actually, to me, it's awesome, because it's actually a thing. It's actually a rhema, a rhema word. It's a life word. And so we've seen where that in Genesis and all through Genesis where it creates physical life and we see where he, blew, he breathed into Adam and created uh, spiritual life, but also physical, he formed him as well. Um, but look over in Romans chapter 10, 8. We're going to look at Romans 10. You guys like flipping? All right. Romans 10, it says in, in verse 8, and again, I'm in the Amplified here. It says, but what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. And so whenever, as a born-again Christian, whenever you have the word in your heart, what it's saying is that Zoe life is in your heart. That create that, that word that is full of the Holy Spirit, that rhema word is in you. It's in your heart, it's in your mouth, it's near you. And that word, the message, the basis of faith which we preach, because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord, recognizing His power, authority, and majesty as God, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So that's not something, I think it's really awesome to understand how deep this word is. It's not, again, just somebody that is super believable, saying this word, but it's actually the Holy Spirit that's in the word. And whenever you receive the word, it's in your heart, it's alive in here. And then you're speaking what's alive in you. You don't just speak something that you casually think or believe. That's why Christians really, they're so deeply committed to what is alive in them, the word of God that's in them, that brought life in them. And it says, for with the heart, a person believes in Christ as Savior, results in justification. And with the mouth, he acknowledges and confesses, resulting in confirming salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes and whoever adheres to, trusts in, or relies on him will not be disappointed in the expectation. And so, who is the rhema word of God? Because it is actually a person as well. Who is the word? So it's really wild how this is all entangled. So it's, 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 it's interesting when you're reading the Bible, like you can read these words and they can have some meaning to them, right? And then you can read them and you can dig deep into a verse and it just comes wide open. And who is the Word? And we see in John where it says, the Word became flesh. And the Word is, is Jesus. And so Jesus is the one who is the Word, the Spirit-filled, that brings life both physically and spiritually. And so we're going to go a little bit deeper into the spiritual side of this. Flip over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And I know this verse, and I think probably most of you know this verse. But it says, 
Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And in another translation, it says a, a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become, have become new. And so it's not, again, I've said that and I've believed that, but I didn't really have a deep understanding of, man, I just received a word, a living word. I've even said that before, and it was almost like I didn't have the understanding that I received a living word, a rhema word, that was filled with the Holy Spirit, it was quickened, it was actually made alive, and it was actually Jesus. So we have Jesus in us. He who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. Again, they're all sometimes, and some of you guys may, may feel me on this, but sometimes it's just things we say, and we don't really realize that that word is Jesus, and he is alive in us. You know, that word is rhema word. And I think for me, in my experience, the more I get into the Word and I receive the living Word and it jumps out and it's quickened to me, it's like it just starts building, starts building up and it just starts overflowing. Because in the beginning when I received the Word, it was, it was exciting, it was awesome, it was great, and it got me kind of going in that direction. But then again, if I don't get more of that, that just kind of... It was awesome, and it's a memory, and it was something that kind of almost fades into the background. So it's a living word, and it's not that it dies, but I think what happens is our awareness of that living word inside of us starts fading away. And so for life, it needs something to sustain it, just like we do. I need water. You know, all this talking is making me really thirsty, so... But we need food, we need water. Life needs to be sustained. And so for our living faith, that, that living word that's inside us, that lives inside us, that's Jesus Christ, it has to be sustained. And so it's almost like you take the, the gray area out of it, you know, the questions, uh, you know, how do I do this? And I don't walk this out perfectly, by the way, so you all know that up front. But it's like, how do I sustain this life that's inside of me and my awareness of this life that's inside of me is I have to give it more. I have to give that, that rhema word that I received about Jesus Christ and who he was in the beginning that put in me, that I received in me. And so it went in there and it stayed in there. And what's really cool is that spirit, it says in the, in the verse, um, it gives spirit and it gives life. That spirit there is eternal. And so, you know, you know, we all like, we have hope, you know, we have our faith, we have our hope and we have, you know, we have the relationship with Christ that it confirms our belief in life after, life after earth, right? So we have that faith and we believe that stuff and I believe it, but it's really awesome when you look at this and you're like, you know, I have that and it's not here, it's here. And whenever that rhema word and I receive it, it's really cool because it, it's exciting a little bit up here, but I receive it right here in my spirit, right here in my center, you know, and it's, and what I've been noticing here lately for myself, it's like the separation of my head, my, the mind of my body and the mind of my spirit. And I don't think I had that understanding last year. It's just been here in the last couple of months really separating itself. I don't want it to separate itself too fast, too soon, but uh, my understanding of the, of the mind, it's like, this is, a, this is a living Christ inside of my spirit, 
the word that I received that was quickened by the Holy Spirit created in me Zoe life, right? It created in me spirit eternal. So once this is gone, this lives on. And this may be like a, yeah, that's true. But it is, to me, it's just been, it's really exploded in me this week. And I was thinking and doing a little study on John the Baptist. You know, he, he was filled with the Holy Spirit whenever he's in his mother's womb. Filled with the Holy Spirit. And he went before Jesus. You know, he grew up. And then whenever the time was right, he went before Jesus preaching repentance and the Christ that will come and, um, you know, making a way for Jesus to repent the hearts, to turn back to God. And, man, I've studied on that, and it was really moving to me because him and <laughs> Jesus, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, she's actually spending time with uh, John's mother. They're, you know, they're cousins. They're spending time together when she's pregnant. And actually, I was doing the math. I was like, you know, Mary was pregnant. She was pregnant. They spent three months together because it says she spent three months there. And so they were close. And I'm sitting there thinking there's not a whole lot of story about Jesus, you know, growing up. There's a couple of stories. There's not a whole lot of stories, but I'm thinking if they're cousins and they spent three months together and you're having a miracle baby by the Holy Spirit and you're having a baby that was an angel told you were having and your baby's filled with the Holy Spirit, your baby's born by the Holy Spirit, don't you think they probably hung out a little bit? They're pretty unique. There's not like every other kid on the block that that's happening with. They can identify with each other. They're, they're growing up, all this stuff. And then John goes out and he's being obedient and he's making a way and he's preaching repentance and he's confronting things and he's confronting you know, people in that time frame that were, you know, people looked up to them as the people who knew what they were talking about as far as things of God goes. And um, come to find out they're pretty far away from it in a lot of ways. But Jesus and John, you know, they were, they had a relationship. They had a bond. And then John ends up being beheaded. And so as I'm studying this and I'm reading this, I'm like, that's really sad. But what John had didn't change. He lost his head, but he still had the truth. He still had the Zoe life inside of him. He still knew, like, I'm sitting thinking, like, the confirmation of there he is. Here he comes. There's the Christ. There's the Messiah. Nothing changed when they took that from him. That didn't change. And so that's what's really been shown to me that, this life that's inside of us, and we go through and we're distracted by all these things, but it just becomes more and more, the life that is really inside us becomes more and more relevant, like in our everyday life, everyday mind, the more we give it more word, more rhema word. And so I wrote a little thing here, and it's, and I kind of put together in my version, so this isn't an official definition, but uh, rhema, and I wrote, is the word made alive by the Holy Spirit of God, and I put laced with faith, and so if you have this word, and I don't know what I was picturing here, but if you have this word coming from God, we'll just call this word, and it's going to be full of the Holy Spirit. And it's bringing life, right? And all through that, it's laced with faith. Okay? And then we receive that. And I don't know about you guys, and I kind of want to say, I bet you guys asked this question too, but you receive that, 
this stuff happens. And I, I was always like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? I wanted to do something. You can't just have this happen. You can't just have this new creation inside of you, this new spirit inside of you, and just keep living the same life. Like, it doesn't happen. I, it could happen if we just go back and we squeeze it enough and we and we choke it out. You know what I mean? So I, I guess it could happen, but it's like you want to do something. Life's changed. You have to do something with it. And the faith that's in that word, it's a it's a faith from God. So we're all this stuff comes from God. So you've received the word comes from God. The Holy Spirit comes from God. The faith comes from God. So the, the, the for us to even have the ability to comprehend and believe something from God, He has to give us like the thing that converts it. You know what I'm saying? From the human understanding to His understanding. And that's what faith. So faith that we get from God is in that. And so the part that I was asking, like, what do we do with that? We're wanting to do, and it's a work. But And the reason why we have that desire is because in the word we receive, there's work. And I'm just going to draw some cool little dots here. You guys don't steal my model here. This is good. But these little dots here, we're going to call them works. And the way I saw this and the way I wrote it out is, uh, again, the rhema word is the word made alive by the Holy Spirit of God, laced with faith so we can believe it, encoded with works. So that's all the things that we're supposed to do with that faith. But it's encoded, you know, so it's not immediately revealed. It's something that was revealed as we walk it out. And then I put, it is received and walked out by us by grace, the power of God. Because it's really, it's a miracle for us to receive something from God. Like, it's every day we can buy something, give something, all that kind of stuff. That's normal stuff. But to receive from God, to me, is a miracle. And it was really confirmed to me this past weekend that, um, you know, we pray for health, and I think that's awesome. I think it's a good thing. We pray for miracles in the flesh. And, it, and whenever those things happen, they are miracles. But the Holy Spirit really just magnified in my heart that the miracles of the Spirit, the first one that we receive, and all the ones we receive after that are greater than the miracles of the flesh. Because these miracles that happen in the Spirit are eternal. The miracles that happen of the flesh, I mean, it's flesh is still going to do what the flesh does. You know what I mean? The eternal miracles, the Spirit, last forever. And so I'm sort of thinking about that because to me, that had never really registered with me before. And I've always, I've been appreciative, you know, of course, of the spiritual things that happen, but it didn't really register that it was a the, one, the biggest miracle that I'll ever, you know, probably experienced on this earth is the things of the Spirit. And almost we we take it a lot of times and we just walk past it. We don't realize what a miracle it was to receive that Zoe life inside of us. So we're created, and then when we're born again, a brand new creation, a brand new miracle all over again. And so for sometimes it's like, I want to see God working. Man, I don't think we intend to, but it's like, man, every time we receive a rhema word, every time we get in here and he quickens that, it's a miracle. It's the power of God that makes that happen. And then whenever we take that, we receive it and it's in us and it's got all that work in there and we start just doing and we're just leaning in and trusting him and it's revealing itself and we start walking in that direction. It's a miracle. So it says miracles, miracles. And as a Christian, 
you keep getting into this word and you're feeding that word that's inside of you, it's miracle after miracle after miracle. I mean, we're just walking in miracle. To me, that's a miracle, you know? Um, so I thought that was pretty awesome, you know, digging into this, receiving miracles after miracles, the rhema word. And so I get addicted to the rhema word. I love reading the Bible and studying, and sometimes if it's just, I'm thankful for it. But whenever he makes that word alive, I'm like, I've got to have more. It's, and y'all have heard this, but no high like the most high, right? It's, it's like that. It is awesome. It is amazing. And, um, and he confirms his word. Um, and the cool thing is, too, I was looking, uh, you know, in John 8, 26, Jesus says, I say um, to the world, only the things that I heard my father say. And so it's the word of God. And so if we keep trickling that down and we're walking this out, I say to the world, when we're speaking the word of God, it's the same spirit-filled word. And the Holy Spirit, our, our prayer is that the Holy Spirit, when we're speaking those words and we're in the word, that he is quickening those words. But he makes you aware of the things that he's leading you to and leading you through. Um, and so there's part of the verse that I left out that we haven't looked at yet. The flesh profiteth nothing. And we're going to come back to that real quick, but I want to finish up in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, because if you keep going, and this is kind of relevant to the, the flesh profit at nothing, but in verse 18, it says, but all these things are from God who reconciled himself through Christ, making us acceptable to him and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And so... Whenever we were reconciled, whenever we received the word, the living word, if there was a moment in life when you realized that and you had that, you took that, when you left that moment, you left with the word in you. You left with the gospel inside of you. You know, you left with, and here it says, you received the uh, gospel of reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation, right? And so if we look at the flesh profiteth nothing, you know, it was really shown to me that it's not about the right person. I, sometimes I think it could be, but that's probably my flesh speaking. <laughs> but it's not, you look, at, you look at Peter, he was a fisherman, right? You look at uh, Paul, he wasn't out there. I know he was, he was religious and stuff, but he wasn't preaching Jesus. You know, you look at John, he was a rough looking dude from what the Bible says. Pretty rough. He wasn't eloquent. You look at Moses. Moses didn't want to obey at all, and he didn't want to. He didn't want to say, like God's telling him, go do this, and I'm going to tell you what to say. He didn't want any part of it. So it wasn't the flesh that was making that word come to life. The flesh wasn't wasn't giving it the life. It was the Holy Spirit that was quickening it. And so whenever we receive that gospel, the the um, ministry of reconciliation i know in my flesh like even to come up here and talk to you guys and i pretty much on some level know all your faces right um my flesh wasn't lining up with what god was wanting me to do god gave me a two weeks heads up on it you know what i mean like i didn't that's pretty awesome that's pretty nice but my flesh wasn't lining up with that 
Just like Moses was like, no, I don't want nothing to do with it. God knows, hey, the flesh isn't profiting anything. It's not adding anything to this. This is going to be God working. And so when we receive the ministry of reconciliation, every single one of us has that inside of us. And we are supposed to share that. And a lot of times we're like, well, how do we do that? I can't do that. Well, Peter probably was thinking, well, I can't do that. He had thousands of people come whenever he's sharing the, sharing the gospel. Thousands of people gave their life to Christ. You know, uh, Moses delivered or walked out and let out. God let out, but he was the person here walking it out and, and doing all that kind of stuff. But Moses made all that kind of stuff happen. His flesh was not in agreement with, the, with God's word. You know, he ended up obeying, but it's the same thing for us. And so hopefully this translates into what we have inside of us, that Zoe life, the, the ministry of reconciliations inside of us. It's got to be worked, but as you feed it, if you feed it daily and you keep that living thing inside of you alive and flourishing and growing, then, you know, we are able to share that. That's our ministry. We all have that ministry, right? It's kind of quiet in here after I'm done talking. Um, something else I was wanting to share with uh, you guys, the, and we're going to look over here at, um, let's look at John. Let me see. It's, it's talking about living water. It was John, um, well, I thought I wrote it down here. John 7, 38 and 39. So it says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And so for, for that right there, it's a living water. It's another way to say the living word of God, the living water. And so if we, if we drink that living water, if we're in that word, you know, and I, I was thinking in my mind, I'm thinking about a water cup and you pour a little bit of that in there, right? There's water in there. And for this example, there's living water in there when you first receive. But as you start pouring that in there, right, you pour more and more in there, you fill that cup all the way up, it starts overflowing. Same thing happens here. When we first receive Christ on the inside of us, that living water, the Word that's in us, and we start adding a little bit more to it, a little bit more to it, a little bit more to it every day, is this going to overflow, and we're going to have living water flowing from within us. And so... It's really awesome. I just think it's really awesome. It's really miraculous that in the same way Jesus walks this earth and he shared the word of God and he showed us how to live, showed us how to do this thing, and then we have the same opportunities to do the same thing that he did. And I miss out on it all the time, and I sometimes prioritize other things over that all the time. But it's like, man, if, when I'm in the word and I'm focused on that and I get a revelation of I can have rivers of living water coming out of me and then even experience it at moments to where it's like they're flowing. I can't even, I can't even wake up without those rivers just pouring out of me. And, and then still life 
will get us distracted and pull us away. But it, to have that ministry and to have the opportunity, like there is the way, and then, you know, the struggles of life. And I do this to myself, and I'm so glad that I got a little bit of a foundation, or I've got a great foundation, but I've got some time walking on that and understanding on that. But when life distracts me, because it does, life gets me down sometimes and like that. And it's the same formula. It's the same thing. I get in the Word, and my understanding, my revelation, it's just a deeper revelation about who Christ is, right? And you get in that, and it seems like all the problems of the world just start getting smaller. He gets bigger, they get smaller. You know, John 3.30 has been a huge verse for me over the years, and I think I may have took it out of context, but I think it's okay. But John says, uh, I must become less, he must become greater, or in that way. What am I saying? He must... Let's, let's look at it. Man, I love it. Let's look at John. Let's look at it. 3.30. We're so close. Let's just flip over and look at it. He must increase, but I must decrease. And it says that in the Amplified, it says that in the King James. And so that's what, whenever life starts happening, and it's like my awareness, what am I focusing on? And it's not, whenever I'm focused on all this stuff, it's, it's real, it's happening, it's going on, but he must increase. Because I'm telling you, it makes all that stuff a lot less. And I'm going to share, I guess I'm going to share, I thought about whether I should share the story or not, and I'm going to. But um, this past weekend, I had uh, a text from my mother. Uh, she's pretty much stays home 24-7, doesn't leave her house, maybe maybe once a month for a, a doctor's appointment or something, but um, she stays home and she's taking care of her mother, my grandmother, who's in her 80s. And she had a stroke. My grandmother had a stroke about two months ago, or not two, two years ago. All right. And so it's been a real tough, tough road for the last couple of years. She's been taking care of her total care, you know, around the clock, not getting much sleep. Um, and it's been a very hard situation. In fact, we haven't been in her house in the last couple of years. You know, she's um, made her, you know, made choices to protect her. And she's afraid. She said even a cold in this situation would be terrible for her to get. And so we'll go by. We'll visit. We'll just kind of hang outside and do that kind of thing. But um, I sent my mom a picture um, Saturday because I was cooking a roast. And it made me think of, you know, made it think of her. And I was like, hey, I'm fixing this. I want to share it. She said, "Hey, uh, stuff. Uh, yeah, I think she said something like, hey, it's not going real good. I'm taking care of uh, my mama, and um, it's not good.' That's what she said. You know, and it could be anything, but I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit in that moment is like that. It's not good is a big one. I, you know, there could have been. There's other times she said that, but I don't know why. It was like that's. It's really not good. And I told Haley, I said, hey, I'm gonna go over there. I don't think she's doing good. And I just totally read into this, but I really think the Holy Spirit was prompting me." So I go over there and um, I sit on the porch and, you know, because that's kind of where I go. I don't get to go inside and um, they say something out the window. They're like, hey, glad, thanks thanks for coming over. I said, yeah, sure, sure thing, you know. And uh, I'm sitting there and a couple minutes go by and they're like, do you want to, you know, put a mask on and come in for a minute? And so I do and I go in there and, uh, you know, my grandmother is totally... It looks like it's the last moments, you know what I mean? And um, I'd seen some last moments before, and 
that's what it was. I mean, it was in every way. I'm not going to get descriptive on it. But it was pretty bad. It was really bad. And so um, my car ride, I'll back up a little bit. My car ride over there, I don't know. I just had this peace on me. I know what it was. I mean, the Holy Spirit was all over me. And it, again, it wasn't because I was special. He was doing his thing. And, um, you know, he prompted me to go. I get in the car. I have this, I have this song just coming out of me, you know, just, just singing out of me. And, and he's literally, well, the Holy Spirit's ministering to me all the way over there. And I'm not saying I wasn't going to pray because I would, but I'm saying it was almost like he initiated. And he was giving me a word about the faithfulness. And, and for years of my grandmother, and I won't go through her history, but her faithfulness. And he was saying her faithfulness and the way she's lived her life and her dedication, that was from me. She got that from me. And it was really special and it was really awesome because he's just, this is clear as ever, just putting this message in me and showing me. He goes, and then he shows my mom and for years of, and I'm telling you, she's got her own, you know, fibromyalgia, she's got a lot of issues and pains and all kinds of stuff. And, and I didn't see this this way before Saturday. In fact, probably a year ago, I said some things like, man, you know, what, you know, not understanding, are we just going to live like this the rest of our life? You know, is this, is this what it's supposed to be? I didn't have, I didn't have the understanding, but Saturday, he was just pouring this stuff out on me and he said, um, you know, even your mom, her faithfulness, because what looks really crazy to the world and unnatural to the world, you know, is my faithfulness. And I gave them that. And then there's generations of faithfulness of me being in their life. And, um, and that faithfulness they have is my faithfulness. And so 45 minute drive. And I'm telling you, for 45 minutes, it's like he's just pouring into me. You know, and I wish I could tell you all of it, but we'd be here a long time. And I don't know that I remember every bit of it. It was just really awesome. And the Holy Spirit, like tangibly, physically, I feel him on me the whole ride over there. And uh, so I get there and I'm, you know, I'm at peace. And the scene's pretty, pretty sad over there. It's really stressful. You know, a lot of crying, a lot of begging and a lot of stuff. It's pretty tough. So... <laughs> And I'm telling you, I don't even think I was this emotional there. I was just thinking about it now. It is, but at the time I was, was really peaceful. And I, I told Haley this. I said, I said, I almost feel guilty because I was crying on the way over there, but it was just because he was so big. He was so big, so big. And the situation, any other time in my life, that would have been my main focus. But he was so big, a loved one that's on the edge and I cared and loved, but it was like, and it almost want, it does make me want to feel guilty, but it was just like, this is so much greater. This is so much bigger. And he's just pouring out all this love and all this revelation and showing all this stuff. And it was like this living word. And I love it because it's like, because I had Jesus, because I have him and I have reconciliation, I'm able to receive that. It's amazing. And it's not for like, at the end, it's for right now in our time of need. And so I get there, you know, I'm sitting there and they invite me in. I go in and again, it's the first time I've been in in a couple of years. And, uh, you know, I'm holding her hand and I wasn't talking much at all. You know, I'm just holding her hand. I had my other hand on her head and I was to myself praying and um, just being there. That's, that, you know, I wasn't required. I wouldn't need me to do anything. I was just there and she, her body was doing all kinds of, um, all kinds of things, you know, and, um, I don't know, probably about half an hour into it, it was like, 
the Holy Spirit's like, you know, I was feeding you all this stuff. It's time for you to, to share this stuff. So I started sharing, and I'm telling you, the I don't know if it was just me, but I saw my sister, so I don't think it was, and my mom, I don't think it was, and my grandmother, so I don't think it was, but the room changed. And the room went from the mess that it was in to, like, listening, you know, and, and, and peace started coming on. And I was telling about the faithfulness and what God had said about her. It was powerful. And about what God said about, you know, my mom and, it was it was amazing, and um, and it wasn't me because the flesh added nothing. The flesh profited nothing. It was the Holy Spirit. It was the Spirit that was in the Word that the Holy Spirit had ministered to me. And so I share this stuff, and uh, her body went from shaking like crazy and just constant doing it, and she started sleeping, resting, and it was just, it was amazing. And so. I think, you know, I stayed for a while longer and uh, we continued some of the conversation and stuff like that. But then <laughs> I get in the car and I'm on my way home and the Holy Spirit never left. You know, it was just, again, just, you know, and I had, I wrote a lot of it down. I didn't bring it with me about it. I wrote all this, I wrote all this stuff down and he's just pouring out, just pouring out, just pouring out this, this living word he's pouring out on that moment. And, um, you know, he ministers to us he ministered to us the gospel of reconciliation so that we can minister gospel of reconciliation and then he ministered and what happens from that moment all the rhema word that we get it's just a deeper understanding of christ and so in that moment he's ministering that faithfulness and that love and i'm with all that stuff like it was just a deeper revelation building on top of the reconciliation you know what I mean? But if we just stop with reconciliation and we just kind of show up and, and, and let somebody always let somebody feed us, not feeding ourselves, and sometimes we just have that one huge, which is amazing, it's a miracle, and it's awesome, but we have that one. And, and it's meant to be every single day for, for situations that come up unexpectedly. But all the way home, you know, ministering, he's like, man, and, and again, it wasn't me. Like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, I could have, the difference this year, I guess, or, or that Saturday versus a Saturday and another time in my life is I was, I've been in the Word. You know what I mean? I've been studying His Word. I've been in a relationship. I've been hearing Him. And it, and it wasn't my flesh, because your flesh does the same thing. It can do the same thing. In fact, in one of the readings I was reading, it said that uh, it gives us the opportunity. It, like, positions us to receive. But you don't have to receive. We have free will. We have free will before we become a believer, and we actually have free will after we become a believer. So, you know... We get ourselves into some kind of to messes because I could still I, I know what it's like because I've had loss in my past and I had totally fell apart. I was a, in pieces, you know, and I wasn't useful to anybody. And I, it's a natural thing for us to do. So it's not like I'm if, if that's what you do or whatever. I don't think it's anything wrong. I think it's natural. But the difference is just night and day of having Christ and right there in your life, having the Holy Spirit magnifying himself to you. And so I just think that um, hopefully with this works, because I've heard this, and this has been a big part of uh, my questions along the way. What am I going to do? 
And I've heard people say, well, just do this and do that. And I'm like, come on, give me something solid here. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's true. It's like the work is encoded in the faith that you receive. And you have to walk it out. You have to develop it. You have to keep going. And the work will show up. But if you're if you step away from it and you stop feeding that word that you receive, that that Zoe life that created a new creation inside of you that's going to live on forever eternal when we're done. It's going to live on eternal. If we don't keep feeding that thing, then we're just kind of here and we're, we're saved, but we're going through the world the same as everybody else. And all those situations that showed up when we could be ministers. And I hope I knock it out of the park. I sit there thinking to myself, Saturday I may have hit a home run, but I've, man, I've, I've struck out a thousand times. You know, and it's encouraging because it's like, man, I have to be in here because there's going to be people in my life in the future, myself, my family, that's going to be like, God's going to be able to minister in that moment. And that needs to happen. Um, but it's living water just pours out. And um, I don't know. I think wanting to look at that scripture, wanting to look at that verse, and there's so much that you can get out of one verse. And for me, when I'm reading, you know, I have people that I share with every week. And a lot of times they're, where do I, where do I start? And, you know, you're trying to tell them. And the Holy Spirit at that time is like, I feel like the Holy Spirit's like, hey, tell them to start here. And I go with it. You know what I mean? And I tell them like, hey, start here, start in this book and read that. And then I'll try to give them a little insight because it's so discouraging sometimes whenever you're starting off and whenever you're sharing the, you know, that, that ministry with somebody. You're trying to give him the ministry that was given to you, like it says, right? You're trying to pass that on. And so I know how discouraging and that can be in the beginning because you're like, man, it's really cool that you're doing this. And my flesh today, although I love God and I love teaching, I haven't taught here in this church before. And my flesh really didn't want anything to do with it. But my flesh isn't in charge. You know what I mean? Like the flesh is good for crucifying and so those truths that I know, although they go, my flesh isn't in line with it, they're stronger and bigger than my flesh. You know what I mean? And so same thing for all of us. You know, when we're out ministering, we have opportunities and the Lord puts stuff in front of us. Um, the flesh can't be in control of those situations. You know, knowing the word and having some foundation inside of you that is, you know, he is greater. He that literally lives inside of you. The new creation is greater. It's greater than the flesh. It's greater than the world. It's greater than the devil. And um, so I think, you know, in the in the revelation about the, the miracles, you know, my ride home, that's when that was really poured into me. Because, um, you know, today, that day was, it was a miracle. You know, God totally uh, calmed that situation down. The Holy Spirit was there, was present. You know, like I said, I, the room changed, things happened. And um, we don't have physical eternal life. That's not what happened. You know what I mean? And that ride home was like, oh my gosh, how, what, what a great miracle we receive when we first believe by the power, by grace. We walk it out by grace. And uh, that's a miracle. And that's something that like, of course, we, we could be thanking him daily for it. But to me, and I don't know if it's just me, but... Um, it just needed to be like, there was a little bit of a film over top of that, of how big it was that needed to be pulled back, and he pulled it back for me. 
you know. And it's like, as a Christian, you know, you want to witness and you read about and hear like some of the miracles, like the blind sees and everybody believes. It's like, man, let's have that happen every day, God. How about that happens? But even bigger miracle happens every single day. An eternal miracle happens every single day. And it's the, um, and it's the word that we receive, the Holy Spirit quickening. And so, obviously, we have the opportunity, hopefully you guys know that and you're in it, but we have the opportunity to receive the same miracle every single day because you're receiving another. And I know we've, we hear like you've received it all, but what happens is your awareness of what you received is revealed. It's opened up to you because you keep pouring that water on it. And so now you're like, oh, wow, more water. I know it. I can see the cups getting fuller. My brain now is becoming aware of what's happening spiritually and becoming more full, filled up. It's overflowing. And so we can't neglect our responsibility as Christians to, to keep drinking, you know, drink as much as you can drink and let it flow out of you. Share that ministry, crucify the flesh and um, know that that living word that's inside of you after the flesh is gone is going to keep living because it is actual life. It's not just a cool saying. It's not just a new creation and we move on with it like it is a literal thing that is going to be here way longer than our bodies will be. But anyway, that's pretty much all I've got. I'll uh, say a prayer and we'll end it. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you for your word tonight. I just pray that we receive your word and we apply your word this week and we seek you and that living word to keep filling us up, Lord God, so that we have the ability to let that water flow from out of our bellies. We just thank you, Lord, for how real you are, for the miracle worker that you are. And we just thank you for allowing us to receive and to be in relationship with you and for calling us into a deeper, 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 deeper relationship. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.